who art thou, O great mountain? Before Zerubbabel thou shalt become a plague, and he shall bring forth the headstone thereof with shoutings, crying, Grace, grace unto it. Shouts of Grace Center brings you pure and undiluted word of God from the impeccable throne of grace. Be blessed as you listen. Father, we just honor you this morning. We thank you for honoring us with your presence that is so strong here. And we even know that as we continue with your word, this presence will get stronger. Many more people will be healed and liberated and set free by the power of the Holy Ghost. And by the anointing in your word, we declare... Uh, that every need that is represented here, they will be met supernaturally in the name of Jesus. Everybody that came in here with a troubled heart, they will leave laughing in the name of Jesus by your anointing. We give you all the praise. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray and everybody say, Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. You can be seated. God bless you. Thank you, choir. Amen and Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I want to welcome you to Shadow Grace Center this morning. This is our second service. And we're just going to get into God's word right away. This morning I want to speak on overcoming strongholds of the mind. Strongholds of the mind. You know, if you can be free in your mind, if you have liberty of the Spirit of God in your mind, a lot of beautiful things will happen in your life. And if you're not free in your mind, if there's bondage in your mind, a lot of stuffs that are not supposed to happen are going to happen. I'm going to show, you, show us a few things from the scripture this morning. Glory to God. In the book of Ephesians 6, chapter 10, we're going to start there. The Bible declares, my brethren, be strong in the Lord. Emphasis, I want you to check out be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. And what the scripture is telling us, the monitors are off, what's happening? And what the scriptures is saying here is that you come to a place after you know Jesus, after you know God, you must come into a place where you become strong in the Lord and also in the power of his mind. And in verse 11, it says, Put on the old armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. And from that diagram, we see different kinds of um, uh, armors that believer has. You see the helmet of salvation there, the breastplate of righteousness. You see the shield of faith here. This is the belt of truth, sword of the spirit. And um, we have the shoes of peace. The Bible is saying, if you can wrap yourself around putting on these stuffs, something beautiful will happen in your life. And this is how to be strong in the Lord. When you put on this old armor, not half of the armors, the old armor, 
you will be able to stand. So you ask questions like, there are certain things in my life I wanted to overcome, but somehow I'm not able to do it. I struggle with this and that. Maybe you're not putting on the old armor of God. He said, when you put on the old armor of God, you're going to be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. And the Amplified Version puts it this way, put on God's old armor, the armor of a heavy armed soldier which God supplies, that you may be able successfully to stand up against all the strategies and the deceits of the devil. Everything the devil might throw around you, every attack, every witchcraft power, every uh, diabolic powers, whatever it is, the Bible says, you can stand up against them. The problem is that we don't put on the old armor of God. Most of the time, we let down, you know, we let down our guards. But I'm going to show us something this morning. I want you to follow me. Verse 12 says, We resonate against flesh and blood. Note that word, not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. You almost want to say, how can we as human wrestle against the combination of all these kind of forces? But the Bible is saying, all I need you to do is to put on the old armor of God. And it's telling you, you are going to need that armor because your fight is not with somebody you can see. You can't see principalities, you can't see powers, you can't see a wicked spirit in high places, but sure, you see the effects and their handiworks all over the place. You can't see them with your physical eyes. If you see them with your physical eyes, maybe you could go get a gun or some arrows and do that, but we do not war against flesh and blood. Are you with me? Your parents are not your problem. Your friends uh, that deceived you, they are not your problem. Your spouse is not your problem. It is not against flesh and blood. It is against spirits operating between or behind flesh and blood. Are you with me here? So somebody does something really nasty at you and then you begin to engage that person on the physical level, you may not win unless you first of all address the spirit behind that operation. Are you still with me here? The Passion Translation put it this way. Your hand-to-hand combat is not with human beings. Not with human beings. Alright? Not with human beings, but with the highest principalities and authorities that operate in rebellion under heavenly realms. Because they are a powerful class of demon gods and evil spirits that hold this dark world in bondage. That's what you are dealing with as a believer. So you can afford to be careless with your Christian life. And then verse 13 says, Wherefore, take unto you the old armor of God. He's saying because of all this situation, I'm telling you the second time, take the old armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all, stand. And then in verse 13 message, this way you put it, be prepared. You are up against far more than you can handle on your own. Take all the help you can get, every weapon God has issued, so that when it's all over, but the shouting, you'll still be on your feet. Every weapon, every spiritual weapon that is available, 
Sometimes you need to deal with these demonic principalities. You need to take communion. You need to plead the blood of Jesus. You need to pray the Holy Ghost. You need to take your confession. You need to do some fast. Is somebody here with me? I mean, you, you, you can be eating burger every other day. You refuse to fast. You don't pray. You don't do nothing. The quicker you realize that you're fighting with invisible forces. In verse 14, it says, Stand therefore, began to mention the armor. It says, Having your loins get about with truth. Come on, say, with truth. We call it the belt of truth. That's a, 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 a contemporary language right there. All right? The belt of truth. Are you with me? The belt of truth. And something like that here. And it says, when a man dresses, when a man dresses and is leaving his room and his trousers is a little bit sagging and then refuses to use belt, what's the next thing? It's called shame. When you don't put on the truth, the belt of truth, it's going to be shame at the end of the day. The belt of the truth is the application of God's word. What you are taught, living it. Ensuring you are living it. Then it says, and having on the breastplate of righteousness. This is most important because the breastplate of righteousness is what covers your heart. The heart is the most important part of your body. Are you still with me? And that's, that's what you have here, right here. We have put a circle here. That's a breastplate. That's what it looks like. It's the one that is protecting your heart. And the Bible is telling us here that what protects your heart is your right living, your righteousness. That's what protects your heart. You can speak in tongues tomorrow if your heart is not right, if you're not living right, if you're having some shady deals, if you get involved with questionable uh, 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 patterns of behavior something is going to be wrong right there so he said put on the old armor so yes you listen to God's word you even buy the tape and then you listen and then you confess God's word but right living and right living deals with what goes on in your thoughts in your mind the kind of things you think the kind of uh, because it is out of your thoughts that your actions will proceed from eventually so if you look at some of the behaviors you have for example, somebody that is given to lost and sleeps around and uh, does all of that, cheats on, his, on the spouse, either uh, physical adultery or emotional adultery, it all begins with the heart. The moment you allow these negative, lustful thoughts to come and settle, problem begins. Are you still with me? Alright. Then, let's look at this particular translation here. Verse 14. The Passion Translation. It says, put on the truth as a belt to strengthen you to stand in triumph. It says, well, put on holiness as the protective armor that covers your heart. Your right living, people of God, is what covers your heart in the realm of the spirit. So, you, you do stuff that are wrong get into some sinful practices what have you just done you just expose your heart you just I mean literally just expose your heart to the enemy and when you expose your heart to the enemy the enemy is not going to kill you 
is going to shoot arrows there. Negative thoughts. Useless thoughts. Thoughts that won't help you move anywhere. And once those thoughts settle down, it begins to regulate your life because thoughts are so powerful. See, that girl that killed one CEO that the news is all over social media, it all began with the thoughts. Why did you kill him? As I started. And then she embraced the thoughts. Meditated on it until that thought gave her the strength to actually carry out the act. You see, whatever happens in your mind will happen in time. So you dance around lustful thoughts in your mind. And you tell yourself, well, I've never had any uh, physical, I never cheated on my wife, I never cheated on my husband, da 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 da. The day the opportunity presents you, because what the devil does is to fill your mind with these thoughts and then convince you that you're not in any problem, it's just a thought. And then it will now trap you. And because it's been in your thoughts, it happens. So this is what happens. When somebody has problem with lustful thoughts, uh, because it's a spirit, because it's a spirit, lust will attract lust. So this person can be in a place where there's a crowd of about 250 people. The two of them that have lost issues will locate themselves under two minutes. Under two minutes. It's like Wi-Fi. And so you, you, you find some people like you just met yourself and then you are sleeping together in the public toilet. How did you ever do that? Did you plan it before? Say no, we just met. What happened? Lost. Calleth unto lost. That's why thoughts are dangerous. Your thoughts, they have presence. You fill yourself with some terrible lesbian thoughts. Then you go into a crowd. Another one with such thoughts, you look at yourself in less than five minutes. So you want to be careful about what goes on in your mind. It's all about your mind. The battlefield is your mind. Are you still with me here? And it says the way to protect your heart is right living. That means you, tr- you try to be a man of integrity. Try to be honest. You don't tell lies. You don't do all those sinful stops. And then your heart is protected. Are you still with me? Then verse 15 says, having your feet short with the preparation of the gospel of peace. So, there is a part of the armor that comes upon you when you tell people about Jesus. When you invite them to church. You say, I'd like to invite you to my church. Please come. I want you to come and hear God. When you do that, he says, your feet is protected from the sounds of life. Because the moment the feet has accident, there's a problem. When, when, people who punish and deal with deal with people they, they, they want to punish them they want them to die in pain they don't give them they don't put them in hard calls they don't put them in anything they just slice their ears just above their feet they just slice it from the back that guy can't walk again he's going to die bleeding so the Bible says that your feet is protected when you tell somebody about Jesus. No wonder the Bible says how beautiful are the feet of them that preach good news. Are you with me? 
So in the realm of the spirit, you don't clean your so your your feet with soap and water. No, you clean your feet with sharing the gospel. Tell somebody about Jesus. Drag somebody to church. The Bible says what you are doing is you are equipping yourself in the realm of the spirit. See, because when your feet is short, well short, you can travel anywhere. You can walk without fear. If you find yourself in a forest and you don't have your shoes on, this is the way you are going to be walking. You're going to be avoiding stones. You don't want to hurt yourself. Are you still with me? And then it goes on to say, above all, taking the shield of faith. Wherewith you you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of of the wicked. The shield of faith is talking about your life of faith. Believing in that word. Faith coming by hearing and hearing by God's word. So I'm not just hearing God's word. I believe it and I'm living it. That becomes to you a shield. And you see the Roman shield like you see here in, in in the slide here. This Roman shield here is almost like the height of the man. The Roman shield is almost like the height of a man. So when the, when the Roman put the shield in, in front, you couldn't even see him. And the Bible says, it is your life of faith that becomes your shield of faith. Wherewith, in the dimension, you shall be able to quench all the fairy darts. And you want to ask, what are fairy darts? Has anybody ever come to you before and say, Ah, Minister Bjorn, please come, 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 come. Let me remove the darts on my back. No. They are arrows shot into your mind. Negative thoughts, lustful thoughts, evil thoughts. What disturbs people is not just lustful thoughts, evil thoughts do. And like growing up as a young believer, I never had a problem with lustful thoughts. It wasn't, a, it wasn't an issue. You know what I had a problem with? Evil thoughts. Remember walking back from school? See a lady, young girl selling stuffs on her head and going in front of me and I'm thinking, what if I just walk up to her and just boom! And then she goes like that and land on the floor and the tree goes this way and the oranges fly. This. You know, those kind of thoughts were disturbing my life until I learned how to take authority over my thoughts. Those of you that watch horror films too much, evil thoughts. Evil thoughts. Evil thoughts. Somebody offend you. You are imagining if I poke my eyes with my fingers into your eyeballs and pull your eyeballs out. Just throw it to the frying pan. Those are evil thoughts. Hmm? Evil thoughts. And you can watch all of him without flinching. Other people say, ah! It's a kidney. Ah, it's it's not just only the intestine he brought out. It's not moving. Meditate on God's word and leave all of him alone. Because what you meditate on is what you see. Are you following me here? And then in verse 17, it talks about the helmet of salvation. So, your head is protected when you are saved. The helmet of salvation. And then finally it says the sword of what? Of the spirit, which is the word of God. Notice it mentioned the belt of truth. That's God's word. It mentioned uh, shield of faith. That's God's word. Now it's saying sword of the spirit. So God's word in all its different dimensions and applications is a major part of your armor. 
Then you talk about right living, holiness, which is the one that covers your heart. Then you talk about talking to people about Jesus Christ, which protects your feet. Are you here with me? All right. Verse 18 says, finally praying always. This is why prayer comes in. Don't say, well, I've have all my armor complete. I don't need prayer. Mm-mm. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching there unto with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. Very quickly, what is the nature of these weapons and what are we to do? Let me run through that very, very quickly. In 2 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 4, it says, For the weapons of our warfare, they are not carnal. Come on, say they are not carnal. They are not carnal. He said, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down. Say with me, pulling down of strongholds. These weapons that we talked about previously, they are the combination of them. They are mighty to pull down strongholds. The question is, what strongholds? The strongholds of the mind. Mind. Come on, say mind. Inside this mind, eh? everybody's mind. If they are to translate our mind into physical reality, it could be a whole, a whole country, cities, in terms of what goes on there. Are you with me here? Now, let me show you something. He now says, this is what we do with it. Casting down. Come on, say casting down. Imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought. Come on, say every thought. So this is talking about thoughts. And bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. So, imaginations will come. Those are the fairy darts. Pam, pam, pam. The devil is constantly throwing them. But what do I do? Because I now have the armor. Casting down. And the word cast down, literal Greek, is what you see in that picture here. It's like when you take your opponent in a wrestling match and then you carry him up and you slam. Pam! It's not a gentle thing like, I want to cast away. You thought, I don't like you. I said, leave me alone now. I don't want to think now. No, you are not casting down. Casting down is a forceful, violent exercise and taking that thought and slamming it on the ground. Are you with me here? Thoughts, negative thoughts will always come as long as you are the days of your flesh. The only way for thoughts not to come is to remove your mind. But you can't. Nobody wants to do that. As long as your mind is alive and active, the devil will keep on oppressing you externally and sending you all kind of negative thoughts. But you have the responsibility to what? Cast down. Not embrace. Do you know how people commit suicide? They accept the thoughts. And all is hopeless. And when a man gets to a point where there is no hope, the next thing is suicide. How do people conceive to go and rob a bank? Imaginations. I'll go through here. I'll get my gun. Kill the police if there's anybody. Imaginations. The same way, how do people make it in life? It's still imaginations. How do people advance imaginations? So this is it. 
The devil knows this. So what it does is to keep you busy. Engaged in negative stuffs, So that creativity, innovations will be cut short. He knows you are born again and you are going to make heaven. So he wants to render you useless while you are here. So that you don't, make, you don't amount to much in God's kingdom. He doesn't want you to have enough money. If you don't have enough money, you are going to sponsor the gospel. He doesn't want you to uh, be uh, a mature believer. If you do, you are going to create harm on his kingdom. So it keeps you busy to stay on one spot through your thoughts. But you have a responsibility to what? Cast down. Nobody can do that for you. You have to do that by yourself. You train yourself to recognize a fairy that. The thought comes to you and say, you see, that girl in church, she did not greet you. You see, that's what I'm saying. She does not like you. That's from the devil. That can be Holy Spirit. Can the Holy Spirit have time for that? That somebody did not greet you. But from somebody did not greet you can lead to jealousy, to hatred, to envy, and to some other things. Somebody shall cast down imaginations and every item that dissolved itself. The Bible says you are healed. A thought came and said you are going to be really, really sick. That's a thought exalting itself against the knowledge. Because the knowledge of God's word is I'm healed. God delights in the prosperity of his servants. A thought comes to me and says, you, you are going to be poor all the days of your life. That's a thought exalting itself against the knowledge of God. What do you do? Cast down. Because if you don't cast down, you embrace. Believe you me, what you think about will happen in time. What you think will happen in time. You keep on thinking your child is not safe. If he goes to school, they can kidnap him. Kidnap will soon happen. When those characters come, you say, in the name of Jesus, I cast you. Imagination that is never going to happen to me. I plead the blood of Jesus over my children. That's what you do. Your weapons are not carnal. You don't use guns or knives. Hello. You use the sword of the spirit. How do you use the sword of the spirit? Your words. The word of God in your mouth. In the book of Psalm 149. He said, let the high praises of God be in the mouth of the people and a two-edged sword in their hands. So you are saying something and declaring something in the realm of the spirit, you are holding a two-edged sword. And the devil recognizes that. You go and cry. There is no crying. Crying is not part of the armor. Some of the armor, (gasps) it's not part of the armor. You are weakening yourself. Calling your friend and gisting. About what, what just happened is not part of the armor. God doesn't want some people to believe us. What's the gist about it? Do you know what happened today? Hey, ha, and after two hours, they feel okay. You're not, you're not casting it down. Are you with me? Let's go on. I got to finish this. So you cast down imaginations. Now, let me tell you a few things about imaginations very quickly. The first thing is that pride begins with imaginations. In Luke chapter 1 verse 51, he had showed strength with his arm. He had scattered the proud in what? He scattered the proud in what? In the imagination of their hearts. So pride. And the Bible said God resisted the proud. Pride begins with imaginations. 
Amplified version says he has shown strength and made might with his arm. He has scattered the proud and the haughty in and by the imagination and purpose and designs of their hearts. Look at the things that happen in their heart. Imagination, purpose, and design. I mean, your heart, you, you need to, tr- the Bible says, guard the loins of your mind. Proverbs says, guard the loins of your mind for out of it are the issues of life. Literally, you need to fence your mind. Are you following me here? I put the Holy Ghost and the Word of God as security guards. Not just allow anything to just burge into your heart and break into your heart. Anything just comes. The devil says, don't worry, don't worry, give it to him, we will allow it. Come and say, that's not me. Ah, no, 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 no. Anger and rage begins with imagination. Acts chapter 4, 25 to 26. Who by the mouth of the servant? David has said, why did the hidden rage and the people imagine vain things? It is the imagination that turned to rage. See somebody out of anger kills his or her spouse. It begins with imagination. It starts with little. Your, your wife does not respect you. She does not respect me. That's true. Then begins, imagination begins to expand it. She will never ever respect you. One day, she might even poison you. Somebody that does not respect you can kill you. It turns into rage. And when there's rage, anything can happen. Sexual perversions begin with imaginations. You remember that scripture in Romans chapter 1, verse 21? It said, because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations. And their foolish heart was darkened. Look at the next thing that happened. The Bible says in verse 26, this, for this reason God gave them over to their own disgraceful and vile passions, inflamed with loss for one another. Men and women ignored the natural order and exchanged normal sexual relations for homosexuality. Women engaged in lesbian conduct and men committed shameful acts with men, receiving in themselves the due penalty for their deviation. How, you, you, some, some of you, you will, will ever wonder, how can people just go into homosexuality. Ha! What are they thinking? Imaginations. That's where it starts from. The guy who is, a, who is a pervert, you know, begins with imagination. One guy was caught having sex with a goat in an uncompleted building. He began with imagination. If I just catch that goat, I just hold down like this. I could remove my trouble. Imaginations. Who gave him the imagination? The devil. So he embraced it. He, he see the way to deal with imagination is say, "Hey, me good, so no, I'm descend you You are not casting down. You are negotiating. He didn't say you should negotiate. Negotiation is no, ah, no, I can't. No, no, I'm the head of prayer band. I can't do that stuff. How can I go to her house and then go and be touching her? No, I can't. Do that. I'm going to visit her though, but I know I'm not. You are negotiating. You see, a, a, an orange seller cannot force that orange on you. You bring the orange. Say, how much is your orange? There is one thousand. One thousand. Ah, uh-uh. when is not shop right? No, I'm not buying. Bye bye. She can't say no. You have to buy. You must buy. See, the devil has no power over your life. What it does is to sell stuff to you. Don't enter into negotiation. Slam it. Cast it down. Because in your negotiation, 
you will start accepting something. Yeah, that's true. Everybody is saying it now. Are we even sure? Even pastor, we are not sure. Even pastor, that pastor that we are talking neck. We are not sure. Imaginations. Where is it coming from? From the devil. So he convinces you to a point that everybody says, ah, ah, Daniel, Sherry, do what you want to do quickly. Come move on. Why move on, Neil? That's the devil right there. In effect, nobody is really bad or wicked or evil. No. The degree to which somebody is wicked is the degree to which that person has cooperated with the devil by opening his or her heart to receive counsel from the devil. I need to round up because of time. Again, defilement begins with imaginations. Matthew chapter 15, 19 to 20. Out of the earth proceed what? Evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornication, thefts, false witness, blasphemies. He said these are the things which defile the man. Look at that scripture. The first thing is mentioned is evil thoughts. That's what defile the man. That's where it comes from. That's what messes up a man or a woman. Thoughts. You got to guard your thoughts. So cast down. How do we know what's even to cast down? Let's take a look at that. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12 says, For the word of God is quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit, and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the intents, thoughts and intents of heart. So, the thing is this. Negative thought is coming. What if I don't know that it's negative? That it's just normal thing. The Bible says the word of God is able to discern the thoughts and the intents. And this is where reading your Bible and studying your Bible becomes important. When you read God's word, God's word goes into your heart. When the devil brings this fairy dust or a negative thought, God's word will analyze it and tell you right away that is not a good thought. So you refuse it and you simply reject it. Are you with me there? All right. Look at the way Amplify puts this. For the word that God speaks is alive and full of power, making it active, operative, energizing, and effective. It is sharper than any two edges for penetrating the dividing line of the breast, life, and soul, and the immortal spirit, and of joints and marrow, of the deepest parts of our nature, exposing and sifting. Take note of that. This part. Exposing and sifting and analyzing and judging the very thoughts and purposes of our hearts. So, when the word of God is there and these thoughts are coming, the word of God tells you right away, no. And the process is quick. Not that, you, not that one thought will come and then the word of God will take two hours to analyze and say, I'm coming. I mean, I mean you know how, how you are uploading a video and it's saying 5%, 10%. I'm coming, it's 20%. No. In an instant, God's word will raise a standard and tells you no. That's why it's a two-edged sword. Anywhere you turn the sword, it cuts. Are you with me? So back to that scripture. Casting down imagination on every eye saying that is all itself against the knowledge of God and bring into captivity every thought. You bring them into captivity. Passion translation says we can demolish every deceptive fantasy that opposes God and breaks through every arrogant attitude that is raised up in defiance of the true knowledge of God. We capture, like prisoners of war, every thought and insist that they bow 
in obedience so you insist you don't negotiate you insist i don't want this thought this thought will not take over my life this thought will have no access into my life you insist it has to take a bow why because you have authority over it it doesn't have authority over you you have authority over that thought can we rise upon our feet glory to god amen and amen i want you to talk to god in one minute if you have issues with negative thoughts just go ahead and take authority over it take authority over it bind it tell it to lose its grip over you come on if you are here this morning and you have not given your life to Jesus I would like to present us an opportunity to do so it is the greatest decision you will ever take in your life if you are making that decision this morning say after me Lord Jesus come into my life I accept you as my Lord and personal Savior I declare you died for my sin you rose up on a third day from today I'm a new creature all things have passed away all things have become new in Jesus name congratulations if you prayed that prayer welcome to the body of Christ welcome to God's kingdom please kindly leave a comment or send us a message on any of our social media handles so that we can send you the relevant materials God bless you this message is brought to you by Junamis and Sophia and part of the Church of the Lord Jesus Christ Shouts of Good Center and Kisses and Hopes Club an online ministry to singles and married couples connected to us on Instagram at Pastor Dunamis at Pastor Sophia Bola at Shouts of Grace Center at KC underscore global on Facebook at KC Global on YouTube at Dunamis Tunde Noah on MixLR at KC Global Visit our website www.kcsandhooks.com via our mail at kcpartners at gmail.com to partner with us kcsandhooks.com slash partnership. God bless you.